1: Slapparoonie.
2: So, a uh, big shout out to Who Are These Podcasts? Thanks for the. Jesus. I'm going to end up being yeah. in their intro music.
1: <laughs> it's showtime.
3: W L. W-A-T-P. WATP. Hello, Bag Slappers and Cuzaroos! Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only place where Patrick Michael gets laughs. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, it's Joe's brother, Andy! Yeah, let's talk shit! <laughs> Go to WhoAreThese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise... And, of course, the link to our Patreon, where you can support the show. Mm,
4: oh, and speaking of supporting the show, Carl.
3: Hey, Ooh. look at you. Wearing
4: the WATP merchandise. If you can't wear it here, where can you wear it? I feel like a really big piece of shit, because <laughs> I should be giving that to you. You should be buying it. <laughs> hey, I, I support this show. You do? I love the show. In many ways. It's hours of entertainment. All right. It's, uh, it's the least I could well, do. Well, you're a part of the show, so we appreciate hey. that, Andy. And I do want to say that we're going to do a bonus
3: episode this week, I'm going to record it Tuesday, put it out on Wednesday, probably. I'm also supposed to go on Drew and Mike on Wednesday. It's going to be a busy week, but I'm excited about it because Stuttering John did this whole thing with that woman from Radio Gunk. I saw that. And he, like, watched his wedding video. Oh. Did I you see any of that? I didn't listen to that, no. Okay. I think Croge and I are going to go through the Stuttering John debacle that is him watching his wedding video fantastic and aside from that i'm excited to say i teased this months ago and have done nothing with it my brother found old rap songs i recorded when i was prepubescent (laughs) and we're gonna listen to those as well that's amazing you're gonna hear master k which was my (laughs) rap name back when i was 10 you're going to hear Master K on the mic. Yeah. So please get over to Patreon and support the show for five bucks a month. You can hear all these crazy things that we're talking about. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five star review on iTunes and then shit all over us in the comment section. We're going we'll to be doing our new segment later today where Vic reads our shitty reviews and Andy and I try to guess how many stars that reviewer gave us. Oh, yeah. Before we do that, though, we'll be reviewing a podcast called Risk. This was a suggestion from Andy. Yep. We have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show that's hosted by Kevin Allison. And Kevin Allison is known from being a member of The State, which was a sketch comedy show on MTV, where many of the people from that show went on to create tons of movies and TV shows that we love.
4: Correct. Kevin Allison is not one of them. Yes, you got (laughs) Michael Ian Black was on the Jim Gaffigan show. Lots of people from Reno 911. John Latrulio is from Brooklyn 999 or 99. And, uh, you know, Kevin Allison is from this podcast. Right. He's done done this podcast and a bunch of Asian guys, from what I understand. Fair enough. (laughs) According to him, you know, it's his words. And I will tell
3: you that This guy is the laziest podcaster in the history of podcasting, because what this show is, is Kevin going, hey, we're doing a show. In fact, I'll I'll play a quick clip of that, where he laughs as he talks as if that makes it funny. Right. It's not a joke just because you're laughing while you talk, dummy.
1: But before that, it is January, the year 2020 this dude is fucking corny what's funny about it's
3: 2020 what's mm, funny about not a that? damn thing he goes on to talk about their patreon and he has to be all sing-songy about it i fucking hate this shit. so
1: we're gonna keep it running as long as we possibly can why don't you help us out <laughs> by going to patreon.com slash risk that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash risk
3: Yeah, this dude's a Uh cornball. And he does these quick reads at the beginning, in the middle, at the end, and everything else is totally different people. It's all fine. Providing all of the content. Right, right. And they're just telling stories, usually in front of the live audience. They, I mean, we'll get into it. Their whole Uh, business
4: model. They have a whole business model. Oh, well, that, why, wait. I mean, this is what I, it's no secret that I don't like uh, UCB stuff because I feel like it's a money grab. You get people that, Think they're going to learn how to be funny, something that can't really be taught, and then you have these people saying, "Oh, give me you know x amount of dollars, and I'll teach you how to be funny." Right. That's basically what this show is. If you want, to, this is called a uh, money grab story studio. All click right.
1: One. If you go to thestorystudio.org, click on Learn in Person, and click on Los Angeles. There you will find the workshop. Sign up for it. So. You can
4: uh, go and learn how to be b- boring at a party. I don't yes. know what the fuck it is and then clip two this is what you this is what you get when okay. you
1: go to the story studio. You might end up workshopping a story in that workshop that ends up being featured on the show out there in Los Angeles. You might be a total newcomer to storytelling or you might be someone who you know has been working on a story for a little while and wants some good feedback from a whole room full of people. Check that out. At thestorystudio.org. So, so I checked it out. Yeah,
4: it's $150 for a two-day class for level one. For the low, low price of $150, you can learn how to structure your boring life into a story people will pretend to get a phone call in the middle of you telling it so they can walk away.
3: <laughs> right. I know. I thought that was interesting. That that this whole premise of learning how to be a storyteller. But get up in front of people and talk for 18 minutes at a time. It's like TED TED talks yeah. for people who don't have anything to say. Right. They have no intelligence. Yes. They don't have a profound thought in their head. Right. So instead, they get up and tell some fucking mundane story
4: that usually has zero payoff to it. Yeah. Let's and... say I, I, I'm not a, a, a musician. Right. But I want to be in front of a microphone. Right. And I'm not funny. So I can't write a joke. Right. So maybe uh, the David Crabb can teach me how to be <laughs> a, a storyteller for, the, for
3: $150. Let me give you a quick example of one of the people they have on here telling a story. And listen to how nervous she sounds in her voice. This is something I always pick up on because I do a ton of public speaking. Yeah. As you know. And I've trained myself to talk normal. Measured, yeah. Very measured and normal. You don't want to get up there and change the way you talk just because you're in front of people, you can hear this woman breathing so hard, she's freaking out.
5: Duh. Um, and I asked him at one point, like...
3: So this is what you get <laughs> yeah. from learning how to be a storyteller. But wait, it gets worse. That woman you just heard is a teacher! Exactly. Just...
1: And she teaches storytelling for the Story Studio out there in Minneapolis. She's got a two-day workshop coming up on January 25th and 26th, just go to thestorystudio.org, click on Learn in Person, and click on Minneapolis, and there's the dates. You would be hard-pressed to find a better storytelling teacher than Amy.
3: You know why it'd be hard to find a better one? Because that's not a class! (laughs)
4: There's not teachers to tell you how to tell a story! Who's trying to learn this? alert: She tell, she says in her story that she's basically unemployable. Right. And this is what she does for a living. There you go.
3: Hey, have no uh, skills that are marketable whatsoever? Why don't you teach people how to tell a story?
4: Yeah.
3: Something that we all know how to do. <laughs> Maybe. All right, so this is the beginning of the show. There's always a tease yeah. to let you know that there's some great stories. And the typical episode has three different storytellers, three different stories, runs about an hour long. And this is how it starts off.
1: Hey, folks, this is Kevin. On this week's episode of Risk, you'll hear Rosemary Cipriano.
6: The Little Mermaid had an excellent rack, and (laughs) Prince Eric loved her.
1: That and more.
3: All right, so there's no context to this. Yeah. You just hear this woman talking about the Little Mermaid's tits.
4: Can't wait. (laughs) Sign me up. I can't get to that story fast enough. Let's go. Did, did we listen to the same episode, or did you listen to... I listened to your
3: the episode that we talked about, but okay. I also listened to a few other ones. Oh, okay. I pulled most of my clips from the most recent episode. I see. Which I think was called Substitutes. Okay. Or something like that. You listened to Whammy, right? Correct. Yeah, is there anything... So, I found this show to be difficult to clip. Yeah. Because you have these little segments where this guy does his ad reads and laughs through sentences. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, there's an 18-minute long story that's... Yeah. Sometimes fun and funny, like the one example. There was like a comedian who talked about getting fingered by a masseuse. Correct, which was fun. Yeah, enjoyed that. (laughs) It's good.
4: I don't have any clips. It's fine. (laughs) What do you have? How do you have no clips? I have so many clips. I have so no 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 clips clips from that. I have no clue from that story. Oh, well, play my clip three. This is this is a story <laughs> about a woman getting fingered in a massage parlor. Let's hear, let's hear <laughs> let's how that's... Let's just say that. <laughs> All right. Let's hear the story.
0: And I had nothing going on that day. And so I walked through the Santa Monica Promenade, and it was fully decorated for Christmas. There's garlands everywhere, a tree. All the minstrels are singing Christmas carols. I don't know if you can call them minstrels anymore. Buskers? It's like a slur. I don't know. But minstrels. They were performing, and it was like festive holiday cheer crowds everywhere and i was like uh and it was nice but it was a little chaotic and so i be lined to the spa
4: is this what you teach at the story studio it's a, a bunch of, of details. mundane <laughs> details get to the hand job what is, this? What is that what do i care yeah.
3: that's a good point i don't even know how i stuck through it to get to the hand job part
4: <laughs> Also, I you mean, want to keep going on this sure, story? Sure, why not? This is the guy. <laughs> this is the guy. She describes the masseuse. Let's hear this.
0: He's like this Spanish slash Italian man. He has long black hair pulled back into a low bun, and uh, just to give you a vis- <laughs> Um And
4: even I'm kidding. getting turned on. Is that oh, weird? Oh, really? Because she never said the guy's hot. It could be anybody. I, I'm picturing Shrek. Getting a massage from you're... Donkey with a, with a ponytail. <laughs> you don't understand. When she says
3: Spanish slash Italian, which is, by the way, wildly offensive, that means a hot guy.
4: Oh, it does? Yeah, European. You know, hot. <laughs> See, that, that is the problem with this. You you th- hear it's kind of like got some uh, tintillating details, yeah. and you're predisposed to think that the people involved are hot. Oh, right.
7: They're not. they're not.
4: This woman's not hot. This guy wasn't hot. Also, it's pretty much a sexual assault. It is. If this, <laughs> it is a sexual if assault. If a guy was if a guy was telling this story, yes, he would be booed, doxed, and then a citizen arrest at Story right. Studio. <laughs> he would have been walked out in handcuffs yeah.
3: from the Story Studio. We'll take the hundred fifty bucks. Okay, now please, uh, you're under arrest. <laughs> Speaking of people not being attractive, the one woman that I pointed out before is actually a teacher. Talks about her story. And she almost gets this correct. Just one word is off.
5: I felt like my body was this bizarre, distant planet. I gained 60 pounds.
3: So the only thing wrong about that is you said the word distant.
4: All right, let's get back to your fingering story, Andy. What
3: do you
5: Oh,
4: get? I don't know. I mean, there's... let's see, clip six.
0: And I have, this, I have this realization. I'm like, okay... He would make a really good boyfriend. <laughs>
8: like
0: he knows exactly what he is doing. Like his mouth and hands are all over my body. Like he knows my body better than I do at this point. Like
4: so the guy that you just met that yeah. goes down on strangers for money,
9: yeah,
4: right? <laughs> would be a great boyfriend. Like, where's your self-esteem? He's oh, he's my soulmate. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't. I. I wonder how many skanks he's eating out right now. Yeah,
3: it's like dating a stripper. Like, hey, how was work, honey? <laughs> oh, a little sore. I don't want to hear that. God damn it!
4: Let me just go hose off. <laughs> yeah. God. Let's let's plow through everything else you got with this story while we're at it. Well, I, I mean, that's really that. Okay. There's so many, but you know what this reminded me of? Those paint-a-pint things where 40-year-old women go and drink wine and... Painting with a twist. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. It
3: was a work event. I, had I
4: to feel know. like all of these stories are something that happens after old ladies have had too much to drink. Yes. Especially this second one. Okay. This is about... I do have a few clips of this A woman. woman that got a phone call from her hairdresser's psychic. Yes. It's just, uh, it's unbelievable. If somebody cornered me at a work event and started telling me this story, right. I would just jump out a fucking window. <laughs> do, you, do you have any, what do you want? Why don't you start this one off, Carl? All right. Let me start it off because just like
3: you said, this woman, Betsy is her name, is a fucking retard. Well, yeah. She has her hairdresser call her up and say, Hey, I'm at my medium's house, and my medium is being contacted by your mom and then later your dad. Right. And I just want to point out that this is horseshit. Okay? There's no such thing as mediums. There's a no thing as people who communicate through a a dead person communicates to live people through a fucking medium. It's been proven time and time again. Right. And it's ridiculous. And this woman had a very tumultuous relationship with her father Mm -hmm. it didn't end well so the medium says oh oh guess what your dad's coming in hold on he has something to (laughs) tell you
10: so i said what does my father want and the medium said your father wants to tell you how very sorry he is that he was so mean to you And he wants to tell you what a great mom you've been to your son. And he wishes that he had been a better father to you. That's it? Wow.
3: Okay, let me explain something here. When you say, oh, you're talking to my dead dad, what does he say? Everyone knows that every woman has daddy issues. So it's very easy to say he wants to apologize. He was a bad father. Yeah. This is how they make their money. They yeah. tell you what you want to hear. Right. They tell you exactly what you What? My dad admits that he was wrong and I was
4: right? When can I get another appointment with you to talk to him some more? I want to hear more about how great I am. Yeah. Oh. Does a medium find out something about you sitting in a chair at a hair salon where all they do all day long is talk shit about each other? Right. He probably overheard all of that 20 minutes prior to saying, oh, I I have a message coming in from beyond. Oh, do you? Is it about my friend I just told you all about? Yeah. You think maybe she talks about her dad from time to time? Yeah. You think that
3: maybe comes up? Oh, hey, play my clip 11. This. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I got to play yeah. this clip next to it. Yes. Because after she explains that my dad was the worst person, but then I just heard this one thing through this fucking asshole who said he, he was an, he was a bad person. She comes to this conclusion.
10: And then I was struck by the thought that death isn't the end. That people can actually continue to grow and learn and change, make amends, connect with their loved ones and guide them.
8: Well, that's retarded.
3: <laughs> what kind of stupid horseshit is that? Her takeaway is that you can be a terrible person all your life, die being a terrible person, yeah. and then make amends after the fact. Even religious zealots don't talk about shit like that's so stupid. It doesn't uh, make any sense. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, I hope you become a better person after you die. <laughs> yeah, it's
3: not going to happen.
4: <laughs> all right. It's so funny. But let's hear why she had such a bad relationship with her father. My like clip 11 oh, is her going to see her dad on his deathbed.
3: Yeah, and I just want to point out that everyone's the hero in their own story. Right. So, of course, it's all extremes all the time. I'm, I'm sure this is embellished, but whatever.
10: What are you doing here? And then he looked around the room, and he said, And where's your husband? Did you lose another one?
4: <laughs> so yeah. she's on her second divorce, according to her dad. And she's like, well, where's that loser you married? Did he finally uh, got get sick of fucking a burlap sack full of rotten pumpkins? Get
3: out of here, bitch. Yeah, and according to her, she had to take off work, fly to Florida to be with him on his deathbed. And he's just like, hey, you fucking suck. Get out of here. <laughs> and she goes home and cries. Right, That's the story. I'm like, okay, yeah. whatever. Right, But it's all forgiven because this dummy thinks that dolts talk to dead people.
4: Right. Which, it's all, it's all better now. Yeah. Makes sense. Clip 12 is right. the moral of the story.
10: Today is my 27th wedding anniversary. Thank you. And I thank my brother, my dear brother, Anthony who guided me to this wonderful man. And hey, Dad, see? I didn't lose another one. My husband's right here.
4: These poor people in the audience. Oh, I know. Fuck you, Dad. I'm not a boring hag. I I piss on your grave. Right. I know. It's like, get over your fucking daddy issues. That's That's why you told that whole story. Also, in that story... Is
3: her dead brother came to her while she was driving to Vermont Supposedly. from Boston and said, Hey, that guy you just met at the store, go back and talk to him again. And that's how she met her husband. Yeah. This woman's life is chaos. Yeah. She has voices
4: in her fucking head. <laughs> they should definitely lock her up in a straight with a straitjacket after this fucking story she tells. Right. And I feel like they say that this is her first story that she ever told. You know, how many hundreds of dollars did she spend at the <laughs> yeah. Storio studio before they're like, we better let her get on stage and tell one of these or else she's not going to sign up for any more classes.
3: Yeah, there there is definitely a racket that's going on. They have classes in L.A., Minneapolis or St. Paul and New York City. And they host live shows that they do. Yeah. And this fucking Kevin Allison guy, the laziest podcaster in the history of podcasting, doesn't even host the L.A. ones. Yeah. He has a different host for that. Like, that's what I want to do. Right. I want to start a, a podcast. I
4: don't have to be involved in it. People, Other people just do it for me. You hear this, Doug and Kaya?
3: <laughs> little foreshadowing right there. <laughs> All right. I love this part right here because he starts to... Talk about a story that they have ready to go, but he's holding off on it.
1: Okay. All right. A lot of people have been emailing me to ask when there was a story told at our Austin, Texas show a few months back. It's the second story we'll run on the subject of cannibalism. We will have that story on the show soon, but we want to make it a very special episode because... If you're a risk listener, you know that one of the things that we've um, struggled with for over 10 years now is that we get very, very, very little recognition from the media, the press, the, you know, people, whenever people are writing, what podcast you should be checking out.
3: <laughs> 10 years, dude, that's fucking retarded, right? The guy goes, We're just not getting the recognition that we should be getting. <laughs> we're such a great podcast, and nobody talks about how we're one of the best podcasts and one you should all listen to. It's cause you're not very good. Yeah. It's cause your podcast isn't very good. Yeah, a bunch of
4: crying crybabies.
3: Wait, don't I don't I have a, a drop for that, I think, somewhere? <laughs> your podcast stinks. <laughs> your podcast stinks. It's not very good, but this guy's got it all figured out. He's been doing this for 10 years. Mm-hmm. His podcast is what it is. They have some listeners. It's not that great. They have they make like four grand on Patreon oh, a yeah. month. They have a book that you can buy for some reason that takes these <laughs> stories, and now you have to fucking read these boring ass stories with mediums and shit. But he's got a whole strategy on how he's gonna get the show out there he's holding off on this cannibal story after 1100 episodes he know yeah he knows that the cannibal story is going to be amazing he's not going to put it out there yeah he's got an idea
1: we're an indie podcast so we're not connected to some big corporation like you know so many of them are where they'll have a lot of money for marketing and connections to get the word out about their podcasts So we're hoping to put that cannibalism story because it truly is just an astounding story. That's why so many people keep emailing us asking, when is it going to be on? When is it going to be on? We're hoping to put that on an episode with maybe a celebrity or just, you know, a couple of other really jaw-dropping, knock-you-out stories. And we're hoping to alert as much of the press and influencers, hey, you've gotta check out this episode because it's—you're uh, just not gonna hear this kind of stuff anywhere else. All right,
3: so Kevin, you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. That's not how podcasting works. You don't put out one episode, have a giant PR release around it, and that PR release—what the fuck am I talking about? Have a whole press release around it. And then all of a sudden, everyone knows about your show. It's you about consistently good shows. Yeah, That's how people learn about a podcast. What we're going to do is we're going to get one celebrity guest on here. And then we'll talk about cannibalism. And all of a sudden, we're going to blow up overnight. Yeah, No, the show's still going to suck. Next week's show is going to be the same boring nonsense that we're used to. And by the way, when they don't know how to describe something because it's not that entertaining... You'll notice he said jaw-dropping in there. I fucking hate that. (laughs) It's jaw-dropping. I was reading through their website, and I kept seeing that as a description of these stories. You won't believe these jaw-dropping stories. So I did a little thing where you can search on Google and figure out how many times a phrase is used on a website. 56 pages of this website have the words jaw-dropping on it. (laughs)
9: 56
3: pages. There's so much jaw-dropping going on. I just can't believe it. My dad was mean to me. What? (laughs) Jaw-dropping.
4: Oh, my God. How much of it was eye-rolling? It's mostly
8: (laughs) eye-rolling.
4: That's good. All right. So,
3: Kevin, again, being the cornball that he is, is doing a Stamps.com read. Because, of course, they have all the generic sponsors on this show oh this poor indie podcast yeah oh we just you know we don't have the big marketing dollars behind this stuff i just have a bunch of celebrity friends that come on and we have tons of sponsors right. oh wo- woe is you i know it's yeah. So
4: tough. viagra
3: yeah he's got viagra on there so this is the stamps.com read and this cornball can't possibly think this is funny but he laughs
1: and go to stamps dot com instead. there's no risk with our promo code risk
4: <laughs> <laughs> why who is that for it's who ridic- is this show for? It's not funny. every show does that. you're supposed to do that so people the sponsors realize where the buyer came from, how they found you know. But he used the word risk twice. That's why he was laughing. There's no
3: risk when you use the word risk. Wow. So when I hear stuff like that, I immediately picture the target audience of the podcast. And I think, oh, this is for boring people, probably housewives whose husband is having an affair and don't have a lot of connection with people or get to have conversations with friends because nobody likes them. Yeah. But then I hear shit like this where this guy is going on his story and he's really painting a picture here.
1: And I scribed five pages double sided of the most vitriolic bile I could dredge up from the bottom of my soul, man. Just, it was just this massive rage for rants. Just like, you fucking cunt, you fucking me up. Didn't fuck you, you fucking this. Fuck, 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 fuck it, you fucking asshole. Fuck, 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 fuck. Just on and on and on. Just, just. Mm. What a wordsmith. Yeah, right? Oh,
3: you must have learned that in storytelling class. <laughs> so fortunately, this cornball Kevin does say this.
1: If you're new to risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored.
3: So this is where I, I'm not sure what's going on. Is it shock is it shocking? Are we supposed to hear our F bombs every two seconds? Right. Or are we laughing that the promo code is risk <laughs> and you get a no risk trial? Which is it? Yeah. It can't be both. It's all of it. It's none of it, is what it is. This is a show for nobody. And I want to point out, I was reading through some of the reviews on iTunes, and I thought this one was hilarious. Because this gives you an idea of who the audience is. This is a person, eight years listening, exclamation point, three stars. All right, this person's <laughs> been listening for eight years. Give me a three stars. And what Jeremy R. says is really love this show, and it's taken me on so many personal journeys, and has made a real impact in my life. I'm leaving this review. To leave a crucial piece of feedback, the six-minute intro before every episode is really off-putting for me and a lot of people I've tried to put onto the show. I understand advertising is the way you make money and also asking for other forms of support, but can you all shorten the six-plus-minute intro before the stories? 99% of the reason I listen to the episodes is for the stories, not for Kevin's jokes. I love Kevin's stories, but the awkward singing and rambling too much. (laughs) i've listened to every episode available and i just skip over the intros and interstitial day this and the uh interstitial day this point i don't know what that means
9: Yes! You can skip over it! The you your the qu- the answer your own question! Answer their own question at the end! I'm like, yes. I'm like, oh,
3: this is an idiot who doesn't know how uh, podcast yeah. players work. And there's like, you know what I have to do? Is I have to skip six minutes in. I'm like, yeah,
4: hey, you ever listen to Joe Rogan? That- yeah. That's what you do! That's what everyone does. I understand that this is how you make your money, but I don't understand how the fast-forward button works. Yeah, right! You fucking moron! That's, that's so
3: obnoxious. I've been an eight-year listener to the show. Three stars. i listen listened to every single episode. Three stars. Wait, why are you giving me three stars? This thing I could easily get around... Is annoying to I me. That I do every
4: time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. People are so fucking annoying with their criticisms. Well, people Just are stupid. keep it to your fucking self, People dude. are stupid. Specifically
3: people who listen to Risk, yeah. the podcast.
4: I want to I be told a story. Oh. Somebody tell me a story. It's, what are we, fucking seven? Jim yeah. Florentine? <laughs> what are you, five? You want to hear a story? You want to go to bed? Getting tucked in?
3: You want to hear a story before you get tucked in? <laughs> So here's a story. Here's
4: your warm milk.
3: Here's a story that starts off with this woman explaining how she has one boob.
6: So I was born without my left peck, so my left breast just never grew. She stayed a quiet, barely there A cup, while my right one flourished into a gravity-defying D cup. Thank you. Why would I want to hear that
3: story? I, hey, you. let me tell you for the next 22 minutes about how I grew up with
4: one boob. <laughs> Hard pass? I, all of these are fucking people that need therapy. You should be telling this to a therapist in the privacy <laughs> of an office. I mean, it's got to be the same amount of money as it does to take a, <laughs> a class at the story studio for $150 an hour. It's probably less to talk to a therapist. And not annoy everybody with all your crybaby fucking problems. It's everybody's (laughs) crybaby problems, man. All your crybaby problems.
3: So this is the exciting conclusion of the woman who was born with one breast. So you would think there'd be something profound. And my thought was, this woman's telling this story. She's going to talk about how you accept your body. And how you love who you are And other people will love who you are When you love who you are This is the conclusion to her her story
6: I want to tell everybody in the world That I have fake boobs (laughs) I tell everybody Anyone that crosses my path Every guy I've ever slept with knows Even if it was a one night stand They know (laughs) They are lucky to have been with a girl Who has fake boobs And has a perfect rack You're lucky (laughs)
3: Oh, great. I was born with this terrible disorder that most people don't have, and I had to live with that. And now I'm a slot. Whee! Great! What a great moral of the story that is. So wait, I can just get surgery and feel better about myself? Yay, let's all do
9: that! Hey,
3: I haven't seen him yet. Want to come over? Well, it's funny you say that, because at one point, she's talking about her boobs so much that I'm getting into it a little bit. And this part of the story was just a little bit off-putting. I kind of shriveled up.
6: And he opened up the surgical bra, and I looked down. And I saw that I had two boobs, and they were there, and they were even, and they were perfect. They may have been a little bloody, and they may have been a little bruised at the moment, they may have been scarred, but they were my boobs, and I loved them so much. <laughs>
4: Get your gross boobs
3: out
6: of
4: here. <laughs> like Richard Christie. <laughs>
3: fucking gross. I don't want to hear about your bloody fucking boobs, you asshole. So I had a period in my boobs. All right. I'm next. What's the next story?
4: Someone talked to a medium about their dad? Great. Let's hear that. I'm lactating blood and pus. I want (laughs) to see him. Neat. God. Fuck me. These
3: poor people. Here's another clip about how lazy Kevin is. In case it couldn't get lazier, they're putting out two podcasts a week. Hmm. Do you know about this? No. So they have this special episode that they do that's just one story.
1: Ooh. It must be a good one. No. <laughs> Not even close. I listen to a bunch of them. No, listen to this. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from our earlier years.
3: So he's putting out stories that they've already put out on the podcast again right. and repackaging it. We're doing two shows a week. I, I, should
4: I just fucking do this? It's it's accelerated.
3: So hey he... <laughs> Hey, uh yeah, right. Hey, um today on the podcast we'll be reviewing uh We're Alive. Okay. <laughs> just fucking play that again. Most people won't even know. No. Alright. Yeah. It's and an back, old one, guys. And by the way, back in the so they started doing the show, I don't know, ten years ago. And back then they didn't have the fucking storytelling studios and the whole racket that they were doing. So they actually did it not in front of a live audience, but like a podcast would do with production. So here's an example of that. This guy's telling the story where he went to this gay spiritual retreat in Ohio (laughs) to get in touch with spirituality.
9: And they had names like Dionysus and Shadow Wolf and Star Dancer. And the guys looked a little different than me. They had Mohawks and... Crazy ear piercings and pentagram tattoos. And I realized I'd ended up in gay pagan witch camp.
3: So there's production there, but it doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. He's at this spiritual retreat and they're playing circus music. Right. <laughs> He's like, it's gay pagan witch camp. I was like, like wait, wait. <laughs> Is there a circus in town Am I at a carnival? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's
4: all very confusing. You said you wanted to get in touch with spirituality. I wanted to say, how old was he? Boo! Moving on. Moving on. All right, Andy, what else you got on here, buddy? Oh, uh, well, you know, we talked about that woman that was the teacher at the uh, beginning. So they get into her story, which is another one of these. Like the woman with the boob job. Yep. I have... A health problem that everybody needs to be made aware of. So I might as well get in front of a microphone and this one not such a happy ending. But track thirteen, she's kind of setting it up.
5: So no one could believe that David and I were a couple because I was on the far end of extroverted, loquacious, loud. I was a theater major. I was loud.
4: Yeah, no one could believe it. Wow, with that voice? You're right. I don't believe it. This tracks. Yep. Jesus, this woman's voice.
3: She's not fun to listen to or to look at, for mm. that matter, which are two things you have to do when someone's presenting live on stage in front of you.
4: <laughs> yeah, I read her uh, bio. She's fighting against uh, bullying, Carl. Is so, she? She's uh, probably not going to be too happy about
3: this. <laughs> are you fucking serious? Yeah. Oh, No! <laughs> I just made fun of her for being the size of a planet. <laughs> She's fighting against bullying. Oh, fuck me. Is these days. This whole thing is. Should I just send her the address
4: of my company so she can try to get yeah. me fired? Should I just like make it easy for her. This, uh... All all these stories. This whole thing is just like, hey, let's all let's all congratulate each other. I, I, let's back up because this is what I think this story studio bullshit is all about. Okay, the audio you can hear on some of these things. The smattering of applause mm. that has gotta be just nine other storytellers waiting to tell their stories. It's yeah. like a fucking like open open mic. mic. Yeah. So let's hear in uh, uh clip nine, okay. is, I put this is what storytellers are all about.
10: And I met this incredibly charming handsome man named Brad. And we struck up a conversation and we really hit it off, but then we just went our separate ways. So I took my brother's advice. And I went back to the store, and I made contact with Brad, and he asked me out. We've been together ever since. Really powerful. Thank you. Thank
4: you. All I want is that little bit of recognition from somebody to tell me that what I'm doing with my life is okay. And that, that... there's so much of that in, the, in these podcasts. They need a lot of reassurance. These people. Yes, and, and the yeah. whole—that's the audience's job—is yes. to reassure that the people that are on stage are so fucking brave, yep. and for putting their feelings that nobody wants to hear about out there for everybody to have to pay attention to. And then uh, my clip 16 is sort of the audience. Fucking that up and getting this wrong. Oh, really? The 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 woman with the annoying voice. Yeah, it's just like, oh, and they're telling me that I have this incurable disease and that I should just get used to it. So let's let's hear the audience reaction to that.
5: I think about it all the time, whether I can stop being angry and instead be grateful for my fucked up, <laughs> dysfunctional body that somehow, despite everything, is still here. Is still surviving. I know. I know.
4: Yeah.
3: Everyone's <laughs>
5: yeah, like, woo, woo. they waiting
4: like, for something
3: yeah. to be like, okay,
5: this is good. It's
4: like, it never comes to that point. She's like, I hate myself. They're like, woo, you go, girl. <laughs>
9: yeah, I, I hate
4: your body, too. Yeah, the conclusion of that story was, and I'll never be cured.
3: And you're yeah. like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Do they not teach storytelling? Like, there needs to be an arc and a conclusion. Like, like, come up
4: with something. She's like, and tomorrow we'll live it all over again. Yeah. Like, wait, what? Right. I mean, yeah, all right. You you, you did it. We. I feel bad for you. Congratulations. I don't, I don't give a shit. Sorry. Well, speaking of um, <sighs> Kevin.
3: Were we talking about Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to Kevin. <laughs> this fucking guy is looking to make money every possible way. He's got the Patreon. He's got the other business model. You can take classes. You can go to live shows. He's doing ad reads nonstop. But he's got a new scheme that he needs to tease. It hasn't even happened yet, but he can't wait to tell you about it. Mm.
1: Now, in a couple of days, I am going to be dropping a very special announcement about ways that you, Risk listeners, can be connecting with me
4: giving me money
1: (laughs) so stay tuned about that i'm making new opportunities available for one-on-one coaching training mentoring chit-chatting there's a very exciting um platform
3: he's gonna be on some platform that i have to pay for to talk to him through and he's it's for mentoring and one-to-ones like You're the only guy who didn't have a career after the States. Every other person I followed their career. It's impressive.
4: Why am I going to need mentoring
8: from this guy?
4: Kevin, how do I make my uh, dad molesting me funny? Can you help me? Can you (laughs) mentor that? Hey,
3: Kevin, how do I do a podcast where I do zero work and then bitch about how nobody listens
4: to it and we're not getting picked up by the mainstream press? (laughs) How do I pull that off? I'd love to know. Hey, Kevin, my grandfather made me shoot my own dog. How is that funny? (laughs) <laughs>
3: no, you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then just one last thing I want to play. For some reason, he does an ad read for another podcast, which usually if you're on a network, that kind of thing happens. I'm right. not sure why this happened. I don't know if this podcast paid for it. Hmm. But listen to how fucking boring the premise of this podcast is. Like, It's like, <laughs> oh, no. enough already.
1: The world sees Canada as a peaceful place with wide open spaces and polite, friendly people. That's mostly true, but there is another side to the great white North, a side filled with horrific crimes (laughs) and dark history. Dark Poutine (laughs) is a weekly true crime podcast with two ordinary Canucks, they chat about crimes, the country's dark history and mysteries. They explore some of Canada's most infamous cases, and dig deep into little-known ones, from unsolved mysteries to paranormal activity. They cover it all.
3: God fucking damn it! Right. So what's the difference between that and every other every podcast? Well, oh, we live in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> that's that's your ankle. Yeah. You Look know those true crime kind of podcasts where they they read a Wikipedia article and then they like. Go on and on for hours about all the information they read on Wikipedia. It's gotta be. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's uh, nonsense. Yeah, we have that one of those too, but, w- but we live in Canada. Okay, cool. I live in New York State.
4: Who gives a shit? Why does that make any difference? Yeah. People can't get enough of it, man.
3: They can't. That's the problem. That's why I'm angry. Right. I wouldn't be angry if those podcasts weren't getting more downloads than mine yeah. the day they come out before anyone's even heard about right. it. True Crime in Canada. Download, download, <laughs> <I> subscribe, <know. laughs> subscribe. We can't fucking
4: wait for it. I know. We talked about it. Carl's like, well, what should we do? And I I said, well, I know this other True Crime podcast is terrible, but I just can't do it with True Crime anymore. I just can't. We
3: were going to do Sword and Scale this week. Right. And we, we went back and forth because Sword and Scale is a huge show one that we need to tackle at some point yeah we
4: could do it eventually but
3: we need to do it at some point but you're right it's they're all the fucking it's same exhausting, and it's exhausting yeah. like what's funny about this these people are just explaining a horrendous crime
4: for these crime porn addicts who have to jerk off about people being dismembered yeah i, I don't get it oh they got it worse than i do so it makes me feel better about myself
3: and if you want to buy a home security system, yeah. use the
4: promo code
8: <laughs>
3: CARL'S CRAZY CRIME STORIES. Coming soon. With, so co-hosting by uh, Vic. Yeah. CARL'S CRAZY CRIME. All right. Uh, I'm on a lot of clips. Andy, what else you got, buddy?
4: Clip, Play uh, clip 15. This one is what's-her-name with the annoying voice as the life of the party. All right.
5: I was rocking back and forth and sobbing like a crazy person out of desperation to have something, some of this. And I, David was a few feet away, and I said, David, we're going to get one light bulb, okay? We're going to get one bulb! David would come home from his job and say, Amy, did you go to work today? Did you call in sick again, Amy? You you have to earn an income. And I would say I'm I'm absorbing the light, David. I'm absorbing the light. Okay, God.
4: Jesus, why are you telling me this? Well, Who wants to listen to this? Plus, it's bullshit. Can I get my money back? Can you get your money back <laughs> from such, Kevin Allison? It's such bullshit. Oh, God, it's just like I don't. I can't imagine if, like. I got a babysitter. I went out for the night. Yeah. I'm going to see a show. I sit down and it's this. I was entertained by this. No. Like, hey.
3: You know that person at work you avoid because they're going to tell you their life story? You're forced to listen to that person now. You and everybody else. Like, fuck, I get cornered in the cafeteria as it is. Yeah. I'm trying to get the fuck out of way from these types of people. Exactly. Hey, did I ever tell you about the time when uh, I had lupus? Like, oh, yeah. fuck. Yes, you did. But yeah. go ahead. Yeah. What else happened? So I
4: just found out that uh, my dad has diabetes. They're going to have to cut off both his feet. And I was <laughs> you know, just like. I listened to this other one. I didn't clip it at all. But this guy
3: talks about when he was growing up with his friends, they used to be unsupervised, and they would play in this alleyway by a busy street, and the one kid was chasing a tire into the road and had his leg broken and bones were popping out. Oh, my God. They found uh, needles and syringes, and they were throwing them at each other, and one went in the the kid's eye. (laughs) Uh, They they were playing with car batteries and the acid fell out on the kid's face and turned his black skin white. He was going through all these fucking stories. I'm like, why would I want to listen to this? And the conclusion was, this person died trying to rob a pawn shop. This person's in jail for life. This person beat up his girlfriend. I'm like, okay, what am I gaining from any of these stories? I don't think they're real. I don't think any of this shit's real. It's all fucking made up. But... Why are we listening to this? Hmm. Who is this for? Right, well. And that was one of the best stuff that they had to bring back. We played this back in 2014, but you you guys got to hear it again.
8: Like, do I?
4: This is depressing. <sighs> oh, man. I guess I don't have it so bad. I guess you don't. Things could be worse. I mean, I am out of beer, but. All right. All
3: right, I'll get you a
1: beer.
4: I have it as bad as a a kid that got battery acid thrown in his face (laughs) My beer is empty You must have poured battery acid on me Uh, You want
3: one of these guys? Yeah, yeah
4: Well, you know, there's got to be better things to talk about I think we should move on to more fun topics
3: Oh yeah? You think there's better things to talk about? You think there's things like uh, this?
11: Don't tell me you don't like my show Don't tell me you don't like my show don't tell me. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Don't like don't tell me. Because that's absurd.
9: <laughs>
3: I am very excited about these next clips we're going to play. Yes. Because there's a show called The Delvin Cox Experience. Go to. The Cox Check out everything that Delvin Cox is up to. He had an interview with our friend Patrick Michael. Oh, yeah. It's not even out yet. I got an advance copy. Delvin, <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I, I hope I'm not playing this when I shouldn't be playing it. I can't help it. I listened to it earlier this week. I sent it to Andy. He's listened to it. The cool part was the it's an hour long. Yeah, the first half hour is relatively boring, although there's some things we could talk about. Yeah, but there's too much, so I didn't pull anything from that. The second half of the show, I supplied some questions right. to ask Patrick Michael that that Delvin asked him, which was yeah, great. Yeah. And then my buddy Podcast Hitman, which is at podcast underscore hitman on Twitter,
5: yeah.
3: also supplied some questions right to ask him. My questions were much nicer.
4: Yes, podcast hitman yes, man was brutal. That guy lives under a bridge and eats children. Man, he is a world class troll. He he's got fucking problems, man. <laughs> he is not a fan of Patrick Michael. Like we
3: love, listen, we love Patrick Michael on this show. I, That's I sh- my
4: official stance. I showed Carl before I got here that I was showing him my recently played podcast. Yep. it was all nine minute podcast. I was like, I gotta find out what he's talking. I mean. It's fascinating, right? Seamus is uh, very excited about the new Eminem and yep. Conor McGregor winning and uh, all the other white guys that are Oh,
3: the new, she- <laughs> new M&M review was amazing. He only
4: listened to a little bit of it. I hear two tracks, but all 20 are great, <laughs> according to Seamus. I listened to two tracks
3: and I did a review podcast. That's how quickly he gets podcasts out <laughs> before he can even talk about the subject matter. Yeah. It's already out.
4: It's awesome. This guy kills it. But the beginning half of this thing that we're going to start listening to, Yeah. if you took out all of the word podcast out of it, Yeah, it sounds like Delvin's interviewing James Holmes, the Dark Knight movie theater shooter. It's a (laughs) a fucking manifesto. (laughs) I think you're right
3: about that. Let's start off with the introduction of our friend Patrick Michael.
12: I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and this week I have a special guest on the podcast with me, somebody who hasn't been on it in a long while. Let them know who you are, brother. Some of the
2: people call me Seamus, and I did that for a long time, but uh, my name is Patrick Michael. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man.
3: Very natural. That's <laughs> what I love about Patrick Michael. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't get his name out, and then he giggled. This guy is just so confident. He's just so comfortable in his own skin. He's so yeah. good at what he does. Yeah. I love that about him. And also, I, I should point out our buddy Jody B over at Poe Boys Podcast was the one who connected me to Delvin. So I want to thank all of those people for making this happen and for getting me this episode. I'm so excited to play this for you because not only does Patrick Michael put out a podcast, but he's obligated to. Hmm.
2: I feel an obligation to the listener. If I stop doing a show, there's seven to ten people out there that could be severely affected by it.
3: He's not joking. Okay. (laughs) So he has 7 to 10 listeners. One of them is Andy, as we just as we just
4: learned. He has 8 now. Two of them are
3: me because I have multiple devices. So Two. this guy has 7 to 10 listeners. He goes, I'm obligated to put on a show because I have 7 to 10 listeners, and they would be so upset. What would WATP talk about
4: if I didn't put this out? Right.
3: They'd be so upset. So you think about that mentality. It's like, okay, somebody downloaded your show. Why would you assume that this is so important to them? How do you even know they listen to it? Most podcasts that get downloaded, I don't even know if they get listened to, right? <laughs> yeah. So he goes on to explain that. I don't know if I should play this clip or explain it. Let me play the clip first.
2: They could be severely affected by it. And I believe that wholeheartedly because how many times have you listened to a podcast and heard somebody say that they get emails from fans or audience members or just listeners that are like, hey, man, your show. Changed my life. Your show brought me out of depression. Your show is the reason that I'm still here. That type of shit, man.
3: So what he's is saying is, he has heard that other shows have a profound effect on people. Oh, and that they're very important to them. And the fact that he has people download his show means that his show must have a profound effect on
4: people. I think you're missing the connection there, Patrick Michael. That's I thought he how meant, that works. I thought he meant that he's emailed other shows and said that he didn't <laughs> he kill probably, himself.
3: <laughs> he probably has. But how crazy is that to think that because I've heard other people tell hosts that their show was really important to them, my show must be really important to the people yeah. who listen to it. No! So nobody's told him that? Of you think? course not! <laughs> not even in jest. Has anyone ever said that to him? So this is funny because he says he feels obligated to put out his show because he has seven to ten listeners. I'm not making that up. That's what he just said. So I asked the question. This is the first question that they ask. And I wanted to know, what's the end game for him? Like, what's the long term vision? I always think about someone who starts a podcast. They probably have an idea of where they want to get to. I don't know. Maybe it's an HBO show. You know, my, my dad wrote a porno. There's been a few that have pulled that off. Mm-hmm. So what what is your goal? Like it's okay to have a lofty goal. What what do you want to accomplish?
12: All right, here goes one of the first questions. It's from who are these podcasts? They're, they're actually really good questions for you. Okay, it, I agree. What's your larger vision? What's your end game? Well, I have kind of already touched
2: on that by saying that, you know, I just want it to be, I want it to be something for after I'm dead. I could care about anything. I don't care about anything else, but I want my voice, my opinions, my thoughts, my funny to be here after I'm gone, specifically for my children. I want them to have something to be like, hey, the- I can go listen to my dad speak whenever I so choose. Why well, take that? That's what? <laughs> That's the only reason.
3: The only reason why he's podcasting is for his legacy. He wants his adult children, after he's gone, to tune in to chewed gum the nine minute podcast and hear what his dad had to say about a primus concert his yeah. friend went to or a chicken sandwich or a lot of people would join an above ground pool that he had <laughs> a movie that he read the imdb page of I, I need to listen to my dad's podcast what was the length of that movie 138 <laughs> minutes this is what he thinks is important Seamus, you're lying you wouldn't put out the show that you're putting out if it was all about your legacy and putting out something for your children. Yeah. You would do. You would just make a VHS tape like they used to do in the 80s and talk about how much you're going to miss the person and say, put this in after I die or something. Because your podcast will is unlistenable today. It's going to be even worse in 2068. Oh,
4: God. Yeah. Or
3: whatever it is Completely that you think. Completely irrelevant. Yeah, whenever you think that someone's going to pull down your M, dot .m4a Like, they can fucking play that shit on whatever device they're using and try to listen to your podcast. That's the worst possible answer, and it's a lie. He says, I feel obligated. I have listeners. So why do you do this? What's the long-term goal? Uh, For my kids. What? For my
4: kids. So stupid. (laughs) You're poor kids.
3: All right. So uh, another question that we asked is, what is success? What does success look like? I think it's similar Right, but it's this thing. It's like you're you're making this podcast. You're putting out all these episodes. Yeah, what
4: are you trying to accomplish? Is it money? Like Is right. it recognition? Right,
12: yeah. right. And he, he asked some more questions. I think these these are actually really good questions. He asked also, what does success look like for you? What do you consider success to be, in terms of the podcast and even the, the comedy thing that you do? Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs>
2: I have no... I don't have any idea.
3: That's amazing. (laughs) Perfect answer. Andy, the first time I heard that, I had to stop it. I was laughing (laughs) for so long. I stumped him. (laughs) Fucking stumped the buoy with that one right there. Like, what do you think is going to happen? And when are you going to decide that you're successful in this? Oh, I
4: don't... don't,
3: Success? What does that mean? Can you define success? What are you talking about? It's
4: so... Uh, awesome too because these questions yeah. are like job interview questions yes, i know and, and they're not a secret and they're not hard and he has no idea how to fucking build
3: it where do you see yourself in five years five years fuck <laughs>
4: Can we do hard. Let's just pause real quick, though, because yeah. I got to say, I love Delvin's voice. Yeah. I feel like he's being interviewed by Wesley Willis. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are podcast legend. <laughs> you have 17 podcasts. You are Fred to the end. Rock over Gary. Rock over Rochester.
3: All right. Send your complaints to Andy at whoarethese.com. Complaints? <laughs> yeah, complaints, you fucking asshole. Um, all right. We don't know what success looks like, but he is in it for the money. I know he said it was for his legacy, but no, it's, it's for the money.
2: And I, I mean, I make money from doing podcasts. So the hate, the positive, it doesn't matter because you're still going to give me, you know, one cent for the, for the download. So fuck it. I'm not mad at you.
3: Sweet. So when we download his show, Andy, and you and I both download his show, he's making a penny off of that download. So he's not mad. He's pretty excited about it. That's an amazing business model right there, <laughs> a penny a download. My God. This is a fun part. He the talks
4: about... Tens and tens of cents he's raking in.
3: He talks about his analytics on YouTube. Now, if you have YouTube videos, you can go into the back end and look at the analytics and understand a lot about how people found the video, how much they watched, how many comments you got, things like that. And he starts off by saying, you know, I get all my views from this Reddit page. You know, there's a Reddit page that talks all about me Dub is like there is? Well that's amazing yeah it's it's called the Who Are These Podcast Reddit page which is where these videos are posted so he starts off by saying that and then he goes deeper into his analytics and reveals this information which I thought was hysterical
2: but the average listening time for my 9 minute videos that can range anywhere from 9 minutes to 15 uh less than a minute
8: (laughs) why would you say that? (laughs)
3: Why would you admit that? The guy has four views on average of any video he puts out, and the people who watch them just go, (laughs) Yeah, and they leave.
4: (laughs) I pressed play, I realized it was complete bullshit, and I stopped listening.
3: So this is some Inception-level shit right here.
2: You know, that what random podcast that reviews me, go listen to them two weeks from now, and I promise you they're going to talk about this episode, this segment. 100% I can
3: guarantee
4: it. yeah Yeah. how could we not you're right holy
3: shit that's so fucking weird he doesn't listen to this though oh oh no he definitely does not which he already he's (laughs) mentioned that many times that he does not listen to our show except for at
4: the beginning of the show
3: (laughs) well except for he knows a lot about the show what he says and i believe i played this at the very beginning
4: so a big shout out to who are these
2: podcasts thanks for the jesus (laughs) i'm gonna end up being in their intro music
4: how would you know that you would end up there Thank if you'd you ever listened to it? Thank you. That's what I was
3: thinking, yeah. too, because he says at the very end of the show, oh, man, I'm mean, going to end up in the intro. Like, you mean the part where we play all the clips of people talking about us? Yeah. The part that you listen to a bunch of times because yeah. you're
4: a subject matter? you contradicted yourself. Yeah. You fucking hypocrite. It's great. Uh, so th-
3: when he asks, like, what are you trying to do? You know, the nine-minute podcast is his main vehicle, he explains. And he talks about what he's doing with that show.
2: And uh, my thing has always just been now I just want to be random and weird. I want to be silly. I want to not hold back. I want to say ridiculous shit. Not ridiculous in the sense that people are going to get upset, but just dumb shit. My grandfather slept standing up. It's dumb, but I like it. I like it's stupid, but it's funny to me. Could you imagine your grandfather sleeping, standing up? What a weird thing. That's all I say it for. And then I just move on.
3: Okay. So he's saying random, ridiculous bullshit. That is funny to him. I thought this was for his kids to listen to 50 years from now to get a sense of who his father was. Meanwhile, my grandfather slept standing up. Is that funny? No. Is it mildly amusing?
4: Not quite. Yeah. But I say it on my podcast. Yeah. Okay. Why? Why would you do that? Random ridiculous is the opposite of structured and talented. Right. Anyone can do random ridiculous. In fact, that's what toddlers do. That's how
3: toddlers talk random ridiculous and you know how you react to that what what happened billy oh Oh, neat i'm bored with this after one minute (laughs) you're trying to pretend you know what they're talking about oh your grandpa sleeps standing up oh wow did mom tell you that speaking of your mom i'm gonna go talk to her (laughs) all right so one of the questions that i asked was in the unlikely event that the podcast doesn't work out for him Yes. And he doesn't become an amazingly famous stand-up comedian. In the unlikely event, what's the fallback plan? Because I always feel like that's important, right, Andy? Sure. You, your dreams aren't always going to come true.
4: Right. It's going to be, be realistic. Being an entertainer is a long shot career yes. goal. Maybe you should have a backup plan.
3: Right. Even, I understand people get lucky, and luck is where preparation meets opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I get it. This guy's prepared. He just needs his opportunity. I'm sure it'll happen. But! In the unlikely event that it doesn't happen, what's he going to do?
12: I have another fascinating question. <laughs>
3: fascinating.
12: And I think this is going to be an interesting one for you to answer. What is the fallback playing in the unlikely event that your stand-up career or podcasting doesn't pan out? Well, I always
2: have music. I always have music, I, and I'm, I'm a, I feel like I'm a virtuoso in that sense because I can pretty much play everything. I'm talking not just instrument, <laughs> but genre as well. <laughs> All
4: right. Every genre, every instrument. He's a virtuoso. (laughs)
3: Virtuoso. And you know why he's a virtuoso and also humble? Not only can he play every instrument, he can play every genre of music. (laughs) Why are you podcasting that? That sounds amazing. That should be your plan A. So when Andy came over to my house just a little while ago, I showed him the SoundCloud page that uh, Animal Crossley, that's his rap name or music (laughs) name. I don't know. Yeah. But... I found a song on there. I just want to play a clip from it. Because you just heard him say he's a virtuoso, which typically, like, Steve Vai doesn't call himself a virtuoso, right?
4: Like, typically guys who are actually really talented at music. (laughs) He's not even playing yet. I'm already laughing. (laughs) I just know where
3: it's going. This is a song called Snakes in the Grass. And it's about how snakes could be in the grass. (laughs) Like,
9: literally... (laughs) I'm steady coming and I need him to stay. I've been doing this shit while watching my bed because I know them snakes in the grass. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I know them snakes in the grass. Yeah. And I see them every day, every day, every day. Yeah, I see him every day, every day, every day. Yeah, I see every day, every day. Yeah,
3: Alright, the reason why I played that for you is because <laughs> our friend, PJ Philliam, yeah, yeah, who has sent in some of the greatest songs we've ever heard <laughs> okay. on this podcast. I'll go along with you. Sent me a note on Monday and said, I think I've peaked. And I listened to the song one time through and I wholeheartedly agree with him. <laughs> okay. And then it got better, he got Doug from Who's Right to guest on it. Oh, featuring Doug. Yes. <laughs> So let me, let me explain what this is. And to be honest with you, I listened to it one time and I missed most of the jokes and I was laughing so hard. Okay. So this is going to be new to me too. I'm telling anyone, anyone who's listening to this at a sped up speed, slow it down. Yeah. This is the time to slow it down because what you're going to hear right here is PJ is duetting with Seamus. He found the same drum track. Yeah. The generic drum track that Seamus uses. On this song? Because it's royalty heard? free. Yeah. Okay. So he was able to splice together him <laughs> with James <laughs> And he got dug from Who's Right. Oh. This is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. This is the future of WATP. Yeah. Like I was making fun of Kevin Allison because he doesn't do anything. Yeah. I just want to come on a show and be like, this is amazing. I just play I, what, what other people say. I said haven't it. heard
4: it yet. It's already my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh. Animal. His name is Seamus, and he's here to say, There's I something in I the
9: grass, and those things are snakes. You already know you with your and i for a while. They call me and animal, and I can't a smile. You can see me leave with the bloody footprints. I don't want to do it again, but how much do it again? So keep reviewing all his art, keep reviewing his podcast. It don't make him upset, except those times he got mad. He keeps on lying, saying he's never even heard a car. It's more likely he's watching his house with binoculars. <laughs> Where you end up? We know that Todd's dreaming. He's Carl's nightmare. He wants him dead, but at the same time,
12: he doesn't care.
9: He talking like you even know me, bro We ain't never seen him we even know me, bro He just rhymed the words, know me, bro With the words, know me, bruh. seen him baby, and I do it too real. Being in this shit, trying to make a fucking meal. Yeah I'm down steady coming, and I need him to stay. I've been doing this shit while watching my, my back. back. snakes in the grass I them snakes in the grass snakes in the grass animal While i sleep in his home in Rochester
3: He's safe as Gary,
8: Indiana Something, something, something Hairy, limp, banana
9: Snacking <laughs> necks stacking checks You don't really wanna be the one who's <laughs> fucking, fucking next, girl <laughs> <laughs> You don't wanna understand how it really happened I'm a monster, monster I'm a mutant, mutant yeah, demon. I'm a demon I come on this beat like a fucking heathen, And I'm eating, boy, yeah, you looking so hungry I've been doing this shit, that's why girl, girl, you girl
8: would (laughs)
3: they so there is a video of this with subtitles because there's a lot of jokes that everyone missed in there okay go to our subreddit you'll find it there doug just posted in the discord there yes i i got i'm gonna go out
4: on a limb and say that i think that seamus will actually like that remix carl gets dragged yeah. And there's additional fucking snack. That's true. In it.
3: It's good. It's better. That's true. He'll also get all the references to our show since he <laughs> listens every episode. <laughs> so, after our friend Delvin reads all of my questions. Oh, you know, before I do that. Yeah. Since we're, we're playing songs, let's keep playing songs. Okay. I'm very excited about this. First off, Crow sent in a song for us oh. that I could have played in the beginning, but I thought I'd put this all together and package it up. This is... Crozier uh, with an Andy jingle. Oh, God.
9: Easy. You came and you gave without taking. And you're my guest <laughs> today. Andy. All
3: right. So that's me first of the gimme Gimmies with our friends from Comptown. Sweet. Overlaid. But even more exciting, it probably took a little bit more work than that, is our friend Doug White from Watchmen Studios he put together a Seamus song Mm -hmm. with Seamus as the lead singer. And I think his vocals are going to sound a little bit better on this one than they did on snakes in the grass. (laughs)
11: You have your own podcast. I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, oh, I'm going to go leave a a fucking one-star review for their show because I'm one of those people that's seeking revenge. I'm holding a grudge because you know what? In reality, you don't even hardly exist. You exist for a small second. And then of course, you know, it drives me nuts for a few months, but at the same time, but the reason I say that is because I just try to figure out how I could possibly say something back or find your social media and we can start a conversation because that's really how I feel like it should go. If these people are real adults, but it seems like I have people that listen to my shows that are just like, oh, it's terrible Why do you keep listening And go well, what It's unproductive That's that's the Literal definition Of insanity Repeating the same action Hoping for a different result When people are, are Critical of The content you make Or the things that you do And I'm the type of person To talk back And like Defend myself And you know, I was gonna come in And talk shit to me And just let it go If you're gonna do that Leave a reveal Even the greatest artists In history Even the greatest artists That exist today Were criticized Some of them were uh, They were sent letters of And it's crazy but that's the world that you're in. You have to be willing to accept it when you are an artist. People are going to critique your things. They're going to interpret it in a specific manner that is not so... It's not your intention. for me and the people to... And then, of course, you know, it drives me nuts for a few months. But at the same time, the reason I say that is because I just try to figure out how they would come at you in a better fashion. They wouldn't just yell at you in a review and hope that someday you see it people that like it, okay? That's what makes no sense to me. Why are people that don't like specific content or content creators or artists or whatever? Why are those ones the ones that listen to your shit or look at your shit or observe your shit or... You hear shit. It's like the last people that should be having an opinion about your things are the ones that aren't creating anything or their stuff isn't up up to even your standards. If you have your own podcast, I'm not gonna be one of those people that's like, oh, I'm gonna go leave a a fucking one star review for their show because I'm, because you know what? In reality, you don't even hardly exist. You exist for a small second because I just try to figure out how I could possibly say something back or find your social media and we can start a conversation because that's really how I feel like it should go. If these people are real adults or real humans and they really Want to help you get better, they would come at you in a better fashion. They wouldn't just yell at you on your review and hope that someday you see it. Don't tell me that you don't like my show because that's absurd. But guess what? It's as bad as you think. It's worse. Alright, guys, I don't want to go too long simply because mm-hmm. instead of leaving a review just to be a dickhead, and that's what I do. I'm one of those people are seeking revenge, I'm holding a grudge. I'm one of those people that's seeking revenge, I'm holding a grudge. I'm one of those people that's seeking revenge, I'm holding a grudge. I'm one of those people that's seeking revenge, I'm holding a grudge. I'm one of those people that's seeking revenge, I'm holding a grudge. I'm I'm one of those people that's eating revenge. I'm holding a grudge. I'm one of those people that's eating revenge. I'm holding
3: a grudge. I'm one of those people that's revenge. <laughs> Doug did a, a phenomenal oh, job wow. on that. There were multiple keys in there yeah. that we had to figure out and auto-tune. <laughs> I will say that Seamus has never sung more in tune. Yeah.
4: Doug is the guy that,
9: guy that did
3: all
4: of those parody... Yeah, you know, we played it last week. Right, on the if you don't, day. if the listeners don't remember, they all—it's just like an endless supply. Well, Doug
3: time. has also produced all of the fine Isotopes music that we play on the show. Mm-hmm. Angelus and Hoffman slots. You what else sh- have we played on the show? I don't know. Yeah, who cares? Who cares?
4: <laughs> all right, props to Doug.
3: So after we go through my questions that were like you said interview style questions, they read podcast hitman's questions, yes. and the podcast hitman <laughs> asked. Patrick Michael, why he has a cock obsession. Asked him, where's Carly? And then, why do you have so many podcasts? Right. And, Patrick Michael's mildly annoyed, but plays along with it, until this question comes in, and he is not having it. This
12: is this, is this guy's final question. I don't even know how to respond. I'm going to read it anyway. Do we need to call CPS? he ask. Oh, man. Now this guy's really just getting on my fucking nerves.
2: Like, Pull up, bro. Just pull up. I'll give you my address. Shoot me a message. You're such a coward that you come through Delvin to say say, say shit to me. Uh-uh. Come see me, bro. I'm not that fucking guy. Uh-uh. Okay? I'm telling you right now, I'm not the fucking one, dude. If you really want to talk that kind of shit, come see me. I'll give you the address. I have no problem with that. Okay? I'll, I'll treat you like your daddy should have. Okay? Yeah. You want to talk about fucking fatherly shit, talk about being a dad. Fuck you, motherfucker. 100%. You can take that cock and shove it all the way up your ass till your mom feels it pimping. <sighs>
9: Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. All right, I'm going to sweeten that a little bit, but wow, (laughs) did he set off our our friend Todd right there. That's not happy about that. Holy shit. Speaking of our friend Todd, why do people call him Todd?
2: (laughs) They're just copying each other. They're all saying the same thing. They call me Todd. They Everybody calls me Todd, which I just don't understand where that joke is from. I don't get it. Like I, I said, want, I want to
12: ask they, you that. Why, why do they call you?
2: Where does Todd no thing fire. come from? Dude, the only thing that I could make a connection with is uh, Deadpool. Because in one of the scenes in the first Deadpool, he's sitting with his his woman. And they're talking about she's pregnant or whatever. And they're talking about names for the kid. And he says, Todd. And then he reverts and says, no, Todd's a bad name. So I'm thinking that that might be the connection that they made to try to use a, oh, funny, funny.
8: Uh-oh, retard alert. Retard alert, class.
4: Why did he make a connection to Deadpool? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I would think that it's because uh, Ned Flanders' son is named Todd, and right. he's a fucking loser, that and I'm a loser. Be, that, <laughs> <must> <laughs> be, <laughs> that makes yeah. as much sense. So Patrick Michael
3: has this weird inflated sense of what he's doing. Yeah. As you may know. <laughs> and he goes out and talks about how popular his podcast is. Before they ever. And also I want to point out that I think he's confusing me, Doug from Who's Right and Jody B from Poe Boys. He does, I don't know that he knows us apart from each other. <laughs> it's all one guy. Yeah. I think we're all one guy in his world.
2: Before they ever looked at my show, even one time, I was well into the 7,000s. Now, think back to when we first met. When I first started the podcast groups and we really started talking, I posted a picture on Chewed Gum where we were ranked in the top 50 podcasts.
3: Bullshit! Okay, so this is wrong. And (laughs) I just want to point this out. He thought he was in the top 50 podcasts with Chewed Gum. And you and I could name 50 podcasts that are 10,000 times more popular than his Mm -hmm. easily off the top of our heads. Yeah. 50 podcasts. Right? Right. There's no way he was in the top 50. What happens is you get on a platform and they say, you got to start your own podcast. We're going to help you promote it. We're going to get it out there. We're going to syndicate it to all the things. And then the platform tells you, holy shit, you're doing amazing. You're in the top 50. <laughs> yeah. And it's not different than, there was information that came out about Ashley Madison. Do you remember AshleyMadison.com? It was the cheating site where you hook up. If you're married, you hook up with people. No, I have uh, not <laughs> hey, you know. You what I'm
9: talking about. <laughs>
3: So it came out, after they got hacked and the whole thing went away, it came out that what Ashley Madison was doing is they had about uh, 217 guys for every one chick. So this was a problem. So they made all these fake accounts to make it seem like there's all these hot chicks out there, just can't wait to fuck. And they were like putting fake messages out to people. And it's always in the first month. Right. You want to hook people in, like, hey, sign up for a six-month trial, and blah, 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 blah. And so now... You think that wow, this site really works well, and this is what Sheamus has gone through too. Yeah. I was a top fifty podcast. Yeah, you weren't. You got fleeced. You are not even close. <laughs> you are not even close. If there is seven hundred thousand podcasts, you are easily somewhere between six hundred and sixty-eight thousand. Yeah. You are like fiftieth from the bottom, right? All right, but I do love his shit talking because he really nails people. He he nails me with this shit talking right here. Two good zingers in this clip.
2: You talk so much shit, you're giving people pink eye. All right? I'm not into it. We're grownups. Why can't we act like it? I'm calling you out right here. I'm not running from you. So if you're listening to the Delvin Cox experience, I hope you love me as much as you do. Because if that's the case, man, somebody's knees are going to be sore.
4: <laughs> all right, It must so... have been on the second track of the new Eminem.
3: <laughs> yeah, you got that from somewhere. So I went ahead and sweetened this up a little bit and make his shit talking the way that he's hearing it come out in his head. This is what he's imagining when he says things like this. You
2: talk so much shit, you're giving people pink eye. (laughs)
9: That's, a good, that's some good
3: smack talking right there. Well done.
2: Uh, he talks about how many podcasts he has. I have 17 different podcasts you can listen to. Actually, I have more than that, but I don't want to promote them because I work with other people.
3: Oh, that makes
4: sense. I
3: have 17 podcasts. Yeah, what are they? I don't want to tell you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, there's, there's 23 podcasts. <laughs> oh, well, what are those? Yeah, I'm not telling yeah.
4: you. The host of them asked me to not say. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: nobody, they don't want to be associated. Nobody wants to know that um all right so what else do i have oh so we get respect for the questions that we asked him
12: mm-hmm. the questions that you expected to be bad were actually pretty good Yep. yeah that's the true The people that you thought we were going to talk shit were actually pretty positive and gave you some interesting insight they really want to yeah. find out a little bit more about you so i thought that was pretty cool i i i respect that
2: i will give them that i respect that that they came like human beings
3: all right I feel like we've really turned the corner with this guy. <laughs> they respect that we treated him like a human being. Right. Now, podcast hitman. Not so much. I hope
2: to God dude hits me up. Hit me up, bro. Give me your address. You wanna talk that kind of shit? I have no problem traveling. I okay. wanna fucking you wanna say some shit about my kids, bro? Calling CPS, bro?
3: What kind of fucking person are you? Well, he listens to WATP, so I would say
4: probably a piece of shit <laughs> yeah. would be the answer to that. Here's, doesn't, I'm sorry, just real quick, yeah. doesn't he say that his address is? He put his address out there. Did he? There, I think there was something in this interview. He's he just like my address oh. is out there online. He said that he would give out his address and his phone number, and like he wants to fight anyone. Oh, I anyone feel like Delvin was like, you did that, didn't you? Like, oh, okay. I, I want to say at some point he put it out there on the air. Yeah. And I think we should all send him some pizzas.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like seriously. Just get some DoorDash for the guy. That'd be nice. It's the least we could do. He's giving us a lot of content. We should pay him back. This is the worst shit talking I've ever heard. But I'm telling you too, right now, homie, you can come see me. I'm not
2: afraid of nobody, okay? That's my whole thing is these motherfuckers talk shit to you like that, not knowing what they got themselves into because you don't know me. You don't know me, Okay. I collect heads, all right? And I have no problem putting another one on the shelf, man, I promise you.
3: Oh. You sound mm-hmm. like a fucking dork. Yeah. That's, that's how a dork shit that's talks. That's not true. I'm collecting heads over here, <laughs> yeah. yo. 100. You want to step to this? I
4: keep it 100, yeah. son.
3: Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <like a> nerd. <laughs> uh, but the podcast hit, man, definitely crossed the line and he is not happy with that I,
2: it's 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 annoying because that's the shit you focus on you focus on the most yeah. negative thing yeah. instead of the fact that the one guys who kind of started this shit asked real questions they asked how's that work out? hey yeah
12: but you know really that, good questions. yeah, yeah. We did. the
2: way i look at it is i could sit here and be a funny guy and just be a jokester and shit no. and that's no problem when motherfuckers <laughs> are saying stuff that's not really relevant but this guy crossed the
3: line all right so i feel like after this interview Delvin Cox and Patrick Michael, the WGP and Patrick Michael are friends now. Uh, as close as they're going right? to get. <laughs> I, I feel like we're pretty good buddies now. Yeah. And the real enemy is Podcast Hitman. Oh, we can yes. all agree with that. For
4: sure. Podcast Hitman is an enemy. <laughs> we can all agree with
3: that. Last clip I want to play from this amazing interview. I encourage everyone to listen to it when it comes out. Again, the DelvinCoxExperience.com. And this is, he asks him, hey, why don't you promote your nine-minute podcast? And just listen to the confidence that oozes out of Patrick Michael when he's promoting his own show.
2: You don't want to be sitting there listening to a podcast for two hours that doesn't have any excitement. Come listen for nine minutes, and get all the excitement you can in a flash. That's a weird way to end the thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking snapped your fingers, you dork. Andy, I am Jeez. up against it. I have a thing to go to, so we right. gotta fly through the rest of these clips. I see you have a couple from our friend suttering John.
4: Yeah, it's just I listened to the not the newest one, but yeah. the one before that. I was just like, oh, this one's only forty six minutes. I'll listen to that, <laughs> been, not an hour and a half. Yeah. And I just pulled some premium things. It, it's funny he has a guy. Uh, his dishwasher broke, so he had a repairman come to his house. And the repairman refused to fix his dishwasher because it smelled like cat shit and he didn't want to lay on his floor. <laughs> the <laughs> but lizard. the first one is uh, him saying that he's finally fixed the uh, left-right channel of his podcast and he's using Audacity now. Oh, okay. Is so, that number two, Audacity? Correct. All right.
8: Yeah, I'll give you the exact <laughs> verbiage as I'm online. So I finally figured out uh, uh, you know, how to get this thing down. <laughs> On uh, Audacity. That's where I'm recording. I know you're going to complain it's in one side, but um, I'm going to try and make it two sides. We'll we'll see if it works. Oh, my God. Nope. (laughs) This fucking guy. This guy cannot get out of his own way. So then
4: at the end of the episode, he starts reading tweets from people and answering people's tweet questions. Yeah. And some guy starts giving him shit, and John decides that it's time to... Uh, sick the Melenders on this guy. Oh, geez. Okay. And he's going to put up, a, you know, like a wanted poster of the dumbass of the day. Okay. And this is John figuring it out in real time. Okay. Let's hear that.
8: So let me just grab a picture of Mateo here. I'm going to grab the picture. Let me screenshot it. All right. And now I'm going to post it as dumbass of the day. I won't block him yet. I want him to see his... Ugly fucking mug So here we go Dumbass of the day Uh, Mateo So here we go Dumbass Of The uh, uh, That was a little screwed up there Dumbass uh, Screwed up there I'm (laughs) typing while I'm recording here Yeah we can tell These are two and three letter words Dumbass of the dumbass That doesn't make sense (laughs) Ha ha (laughs) <laughs> this is the last time I'll put this up with this idiot oh, And man. then uh, and then we'll be done with Mateo Feel free to stalk this fucking prick Please, I ask all my Melenders Stalk this idiot oh,
3: What an asshole
8: Because he's a fucking loser Alright, let me all right, click this picture oh, I, I misspelled the and we'll Post Mateo so you can see him so Let's, figure this let's out. see where this thing is The guy's as ugly as sin. Oh, there he is. Let's post Mateo. Ah, Fucking idiot. All right, here we go. There is the dumbass of the day.
4: Yep. There he is. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the dumbass of the day? Just thinking three and a half minutes to post a picture on Twitter. I fucking heard that. I couldn't take it. That's amazing. Wow! There you go. And, and he, the, you know, remember he used to have that stinger in the beginning of his show of yeah, like the newsreel of like, real. oh, that's yeah. gone. Yeah. He like he, he can't, can't figure, figure out, out how to edit it on to There's the beginning no of the show. Yeah, it's a spectacular, just crash and burn of a podcast.
3: And I will say that Radio Gunk and the the host of that show, we reviewed it on this show. It's not great, but she's got to stop doing podcasts
4: with Stuttering John. Yeah. It's only worsening her credibility right it's terrible when she so was on john the, is the worst when she was on the first time and he asked her to do it on a regular basis yeah. she said no <laughs> nope. she should have just walked away yeah. at that point
3: she's like oh i can't be your co-host that would be uh embarrassing yeah <laughs> i don't want people to know that uh,
4: all right goodness. i gotta keep flying we're gonna be yeah, real go. quick
3: all right you get the point Obi starts off his latest show and this fucking podcast is called anthony makes me mad and sad so he find, he's never done this in a title before where he's like, I'm going to talk about Anthony Cumia. So he gets everybody talking. Like, Oh, shit. There's a new episode out where he talks about that. And I just want to play what the actual Anthony talk is in this episode. Because somebody writes in and says, hey, if you saw Anthony on the street, you know, you guys both live in New York um, and you just passed by him. Like, how would you react to that? Opie's response is, I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> right. And then, he, and then he goes on. This is the only thing he says about Anthony on the show. The overwhelming
7: majority of hate I get towards me and my family absolutely comes from Anthony. Um, And that just really, really makes me uh, really mad and really sad at the same time, if that makes sense.
3: So that's where he got the title for the episode from. (laughs) And then there's no other talk about Anthony on the show. (laughs) And meanwhile, he says all of the hate towards me and my family. Do you read the YouTube comments? Have you ever read about people write on the internet about you? Do you ever go on Twitter and actually read through these comments? They're not Anthony. It's not Anthony. Although I was talking about it last week that their two fake accounts are fighting each other. Yeah. That's still going on, and now I've been dragged into it, so I'm very excited about this. I encourage everyone to check that out. Opie starts off his show like an amateur would with shout-outs. What's going on,
7: Dennis and Justin Collins? And who else? Rachel, what's going on? Crumbbomb, God, all the regulars popping right in. Donald, what's going on? McHenry, uh, Cruiser, what's up? What's up, Ken R? Hacks against hacks, what's up? Aaron Lewis, what's up? Rich Donovan, what's up? Rick Bradley, my God, this all the regulars. You guys are like celebrities to
4: me.
3: This
4: is what he's doing on his podcast I've now. Said this over and over again. <laughs> I can't say it enough. Calling out people's Patreon contributions. Is exciting for one person. It's not exciting to listen to. This is not even Patreon. I know these are people in
3: the chat room
4: on YouTube. You usually just hear it in Patreon, (laughs) but this is the exact same thing. All right, so he has a sponsor on his show. He talks
3: about him three different times. It's Blue Chew. Right. More boner pill stuff. And I'm going to tell you right now. I'm predicting that Blue Chew is done working with Opie (laughs) based on this right here. I
7: was talking to my pals at Blue Chew. I said, "Hey, man, how are we doing?" And they said, oh, tell you the truth, we're 75% happy. And I'm like, what does that mean? They said, well, we need to get to 100% happy and then we'll continue sponsoring the OP Radio podcast. I said, oh, okay. So what that means is I need a few of you guys, not many, but a few,
3: to go to bluechew.com and get your boner bill." All right, that's going away. There is no way. Nobody says we're seventy-five percent happy. What that means is
4: we've committed to these next couple yeah. episodes. After that, yeah, nobody listens nobody to your too. show, Opie. We're not getting anyone from We're this. semi-rigid, but we're on our way to completely flaccid. So yeah. I'll see you
3: later. Yeah. How do you guys feel about me? Man, nah, not quite turgid. And I call this also bullshit because Opie is asking for more money.
7: You know, maybe buy a t-shirt or a hat at opiradio.com. I got bandwidth charges up the ass every month. You fuckers are downloading too many episodes, so...
3: That doesn't make any sense, Rick! Ain't no fact He needs money because of these bandwidth charges that he has up the ass for people downloading his show so much, Andy. All right, I'm just going to throw this out there because my show is downloaded more than his is. <laughs> I pay $30 a month. Okay. <laughs> In order to have this everywhere that it is that you can download yeah. it and listen to the show. Okay. So, Opie doesn't need you to buy his merchandise Yeah. to cover the cost of these crazy bandwidth fees. Right. I already bought the t-shirt, Carl. Jeez, what else <laughs> can I do? All right. One last thing I wanted to play because somebody posted this on our subreddit. Matt Sarah, the UFC Hall of Famer was on the Jim and Sam show. Ah,
4: yes. Did you watch this? Yeah, I saw in the Reddit feed that he was talking shit. I
3: just have a quick clip. It's a funny video, but this is just
7: great. So what's what's really amazing about Obi is his confidence.
3: Where the fuck does he get his confidence from? (laughs) What the fuck is he so cocky about? (laughs) No, because
7: Anthony's hysterical, Anthony Cumia. Yeah.
3: I love that. Why is he confident? What what happened in his life that someone told him he was good at something? It doesn't make any sense. He
4: rode on coattails to success. All right, Andy. It's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Do it! The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. teaser.
9: All
3: right. I am going to invite uh, Doug and Kaya if they want to come on the show. Oh, feel free to. And uh, they sent me over this teaser to play. So let me see what the note says that came along with it. It says the show is MAPS IRL stands for Minor Attracted Persons in Real Life. Oh, it's a pedophile show. Oh, God. holy <laughs> shit. All right. Well, here's a clip from it.
13: Uh, well, first off, peace. <laughs> Uh, I'm a boy lover who's a proponent of queer, gender, and youth liberation. Oh, no. My (laughs) coming out was, like, probably better than most people's, because I'd known about my attraction for a really long time, but I didn't call myself a pedophile until, like, four years ago when I joined the community. Because for a really long time, I was into boy-men relationships. I loved reading about them. I wrote about it in classes and I'm very glad that my teachers had a good relationship with me because I feel like (laughs) if not, they probably would have called somebody on me. The only person in my family who knows, unfortunately, is my mom because she's the most, I guess, progressive of my family. And she'll make little jokes about it when she sees, like, a boy or something. She'll say something about it. so jealous. Okay, I'm I'm making a terrible mistake here.
9: So
3: I've agreed to let Kaya and Doug take over the show again. We experimented back in the summer with this. They did a great job. I was very happy with it. So we thought, hey, it's the Super Bowl. I don't want to work hard next weekend. I just want to get drunk and watch football and lose bets. Let's let Kaya and Doug take over the show. I should have fucking known.
9: <laughs> they guy. found a fucking pedophile podcast? Pro-pedophilia? A pro-pedophilia podcast? The guy was c-
4: clearly a molested kid that now grows up to molest kids. Jesus Christ, this is
3: depressing. Oh, my
4: God. All right, well, this this might be the last episode <laughs> yeah. of more of these
3: podcasts featuring Carl. We, we finally have, figured it out. We will have one more podcast, at least. And then after that, I don't know. So I want to uh, Woo. thank you, Andy, for coming on the show. Yeah. Phenomenal job as always.
4: Anything that you want so to plug? Much fun. Oh sure, you know I'll be putting on a two-day workshop at the Story Studio. <laughs> Come <Nice>. see me. <laughs> so please join us again next week.
3: It might be the episode where we find out once and for all why do <laughs> Doug and Kaya hate me so much. <laughs> Sleep well, everybody.
8: Starting in the mosh pits of morning radio.
10: All of it's bad. None of it's good. I mm. can't
8: fucking take
10: Great it. Great show. Good job, everybody. Good job, everyone. You
1: fucking know all
8: about this <laughs> shit.
10: This dude is fucking corny. Fuck
8: you. That's just wrong.
13: Monster baby. <laughs> don't
8: pay
9: shit for
1: attention. That doesn't make any sense,
5: Rick. What, what, what?
6: you yeah. right. It's a shit Who
5: gives a pop. You know, who are these podcasts? I
3: don't know. I don't get it. it makes no sense. Vic, join us on the show,
4: please.
13: Hello. Vic.
4: Hello. My bottom what? bitch, Rick. Vic, I'm <laughs> What drunk.
13: are you
4: wearing, Andy? Uh, W-A-T-P t-shirt. Nothing
13: <laughs> else.
5: It, <laughs> oh, that's good.
4: He wore his sexy headphones <laughs>
3: just for you this week. All right, Vic, good news. This is an official segment. We have a jingle. Jen from the jingles department finally got off her fat ass Ooh. and recorded a new jingle. Hey, now.
6: Be <laughs> do. with Vic, i
13: called her a bitch
3: yeah yep she's not real thrilled with you
13: <laughs> that's fair
3: fair enough all right what do you got for us you're gonna read some uh reviews of who are these podcasts and andy and i have to guess how many stars they gave us to go along with said review
13: yeah, the uh, first one is titled "Motorbike Crash." Um, two years ago, I was in a motorcycle accident where my body was thrown across the tarmac and my skin melted on the road seconds before I was slammed into a telegraph pole. That was more enjoyable than this podcast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. Telegraph telegraph pole. Wow, what year was that? I'm going to uh, go with five stars yeah, on that one. Yep.
13: absolutely. It was from Australia as well.
3: That's a good oh, one. Oh, maybe they do a telegraph, telegraph still as a thing. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I like that.
13: Uh, So the next one's titled, Wish I Could Give No Star. Awful and unintelligent discussion. Um, Me too. Do these guys slam 20 beers before they awfully trash talk other podcasts, which are ironically a thousand times better than their own? And listening to some of my favorite podcasters, which guest star on their shows, is what the fuck? Uninsufferable. (laughs)
4: <laughs> uninsufferable so that means it's, it's sufferable. sufferable yeah A yeah.
13: yeah. uh, hilariously bad show please stop trying to wing it off the back of insulting other podcasters bunch of cucks
4: that's all the hallmarks of a one star it is so did that
3: person say that we have guest hosts that they actually enjoy as podcasters is that what i
13: heard he- yeah, that's what you heard.
3: So this must be a, one of the fucking official podcast guys. One of Kaya's friends over there. <laughs> who came over to our shows and was like, oh, these or people are me, dick guy. No, Dick Masterson fans actually like our format. <laughs> yeah. It's the official podcast kids that can't take it. Did they say the R word? Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like, uh, I don't like words. Yeah. So I'm going to go with one star on that one.
13: Yeah, no, it's from the UK as well.
3: From the UK. See, Europe. See, Kaya? Fucking knew it.
13: Uh, this last one. All oh, your um, soft absolute boys. Dog shit. Wait, hold on a
3: second, Vic. I appreciate you flying because I gotta go. But you, you said the last one. You only have three reviews. No, listen. Seven? I
13: have a twist at the end, you asshole. Uh, my,
4: my bad. We should we should probably plan this better. All right, <laughs> go ahead. She's gonna cup the balls in. <laughs> Use her left
13: um absolute dog shit so carl the main person hosting this show is a lethargic sleazy and uninformed douche nozzle that has absolutely no class i mean in one of his episodes he seemed absolutely baffled that people actually go outside and hike instead of staying in all day one of his (laughs) frequent co-hosts kaya is this foil a man of absolute class and pure testosterone and i honestly wished he'd just take the whole show over fuck you carl
4: Hmm. That sounds like a Vic review.
13: <laughs> was that
3: was that from you, Vic?
13: Surprisingly not.
4: Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna say five. You're
3: gonna say five stars? I'm gonna say it's a that's like a three or four star review. It's a yep, weird it's one. It's
13: actually a five. Oh, okay, hey! nice. All
4: right. champ.
3: All
13: right. So I actually pulled a um couple of comments from Reddit, as well as oh, some no. other reviews. <laughs> because so wait, that's technically a review carl
3: it is so yeah reddit's interesting um
4: i don't make a lot of friends there lately yeah no
3: thought,
13: they fucking hate you it's just yeah. about
4: them dragging his linkedin profile picture on there
8: <laughs> <Yes. laughs> that's been pretty funny come
4: on guys carl is human <laughs>
13: um okay this first one is carl have you ever considered being handsome
3: <laughs> yeah. I that was the
13: top comment. That's um, a good one. one.
3: That's a good one.
13: This next one, and that was by the command, command, commodore, fucking whatever. Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, Carl looks like every guy at my office who asked, "How's it going?" to the next guy. Uh, to the next, what the fuck? Guy Why in the urinal. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and then David with the three. <laughs>
3: I like that Andy has these memorized.
13: (laughs) He's like, I I wrote that one.
3: You fucker. I read all these. Yep. Of course Uh, you
13: did. He probably has a couple tattooed, like, right next to his dick. So that way, like, when he masturbates, he can, like, see it. Visualize it a little bit. Possible. Um, And then this last one is the only thing that's longer than the show is the distance between Carl's eyes.
3: (laughs) <laughs> well, Andy thought that was funny, so I, I, I guess that's like I one. don't really get I it. I've not
4: heard, just... heard that before. but You I like stopped it. talking, so I laughed. I was like, "Oh, oh really? that's where somebody's supposed to laugh at that." I feel like Vic has found her calling. Uh, I like this segment. I like the
3: segment too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow, and just like that, Andy and Vic are gone. Jen from the Jingles <laughs> apartment is here. It's like magic. It was magic, podcasting magic, and we're ready to listen to some voicemails.
9: Yippee! If
3: you have stuck around this long, you might as well listen to the voicemails. That's what I say. It's the segment you might as well listen to. You're already here. That's sage advice. And it starts out with our friend Fran Drescher.
8: Hey, Carl. It's Fran Drescher, and uh, I'm fucking dead. Nico actually kept his promise.
14: I was walking by an alley, and, you know, I was expecting to get raped at, uh, at worst. But then Nico just jumped out of nowhere with no pants on and his baby dick slipping through his boxers, and he just fucking slit my throat.
8: He didn't even rape me, which is a little disappointing, but, yeah, I'm just fucking dead now. Uh, I'll call you back.
3: But I didn't hear about that in the news. I didn't either. You'd think Fran Drescher being murdered would come up somewhere. USA Today, CNN. Oh, at
0: least USA Today. They love that stuff.
3: Fox News. Didn't see it. I didn't either. So I'm starting to think that maybe Nico just killed the Fran Drescher impersonator. (laughs) You wish. Does that sound right? (laughs) Well, Nico actually called in to verify this information.
14: What's up, Carl? Sorry, I got a little bit of a cold. It's me, your bro, Nico. It was so much fun meeting up with you last week in Rochester. Man, I hope the police never find that body of that little girl for what you did to her. Anyway, man, I'm sorry I couldn't call in last week. I had a little bit of a cold, and it just would have ruined the, the call. And um, I think, you know, I didn't think killing people would be so messy when I started. Uh, you know, in the past two weeks, but, but man, is it, it's really a lot, you know, to kill people. Um, okay. Like a lot of cleanup. I really don't care about the fact <laughs> people die. Yeah, I'm, I'm shooting for killing the real Fred dresser, not just the impersonators, but I think time might mm. just do that for me. It's true. Anyway, Carl, sorry, I didn't call in last week. That's just fine. wanted to make sure. You all know that I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I'm still out there committing crimes. No one is safe because Nico is here. Anyway, Carl. Yeah, that's that's it, man. Bye. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
3: Ending with a thud on that voicemail. I feel like he was searching his notes. For <laughs> what anything else was I going to I say? Uh, murder is messy. Uh, <laughs> Fun hanging out with you last week. Sorry, uh, sorry, I didn't
6: call last week. Yeah, I already said that. Oh shit, I all said right. that twice. Uh,
3: <laughs> it's okay, Nika. You don't have to call every week. It's all right, but hope, please. I hope
6: he doesn't call every week.
3: Please kill all of the Fred Drescher impersonators. <laughs> that would be fine by me. Um. Oh, Kaya called into the show.
5: Oh, our friend Kaya. That's weird. He doesn't From usually do co-host that.
3: Co-host to voicemailer. His his career is going in the wrong <laughs> I was direction. i just gonna say. He's like the anti-Vick. <laughs> Spiraling.
11: Who are these podcasts? It's called Run by a guy called Carl
3: (laughs) That's a spot on Kaya impression (laughs) I would put that Kaya impression up against any of the other impressions that have come in over the voicemail (laughs) That was good So if if, uh, fake Kaya wants to call in, please anytime Uh, Oh, this guy had to listen to some Opie on YouTube for some reason
8: Wednesday of this week suffered through 52 minutes of op live on youtube and my god what an absolute disaster he gives more shout outs than riley martin did in his heyday oh yeah Uh, we documented that today embarrassing it's embarrassing (laughs) fishing stories about stingrays shitty jokes about rich voss's teeth 45-minute mark, he yells out chicken piccata three times, which is just cringeworthy. And really just shows throughout the whole podcast there's sound issues. The guy just is zero talent, and he begs for people to subscribe to his podcast. Just an utter disaster. Can't wait to listen Sunday night and see what clips you guys pick. Love the show.
3: That's a guy who's really suffering to be a fan of (laughs) WATP. We do not encourage that you actually listen to Opie talk in real time. It's not fun. It's as bad as you'd think it would be. It's
6: not like he's taking one for the team either. I mean.
3: Right. We don't need you to do nah. that. You're doing it because you want to. Unless you send me clips. So I don't have to do it. Because I did listen to that. And it is as bad as advertised. Opie has no sense of direction at this point. He just fires up his YouTube, his phone. He's got his recorder there. And he just starts going, hey, Billy, hey, Teresa's in the chat. What's up, Teresa? Seen you before? Hey, Bob's here. It's only marginally less direction than he had before, though. Yeah, I guess. I wonder, though, if Carl Ruiz would be like, be. what are you doing, you fucking dummy? Stop doing that call-out shit. Mm. I have a feeling that Carl would be correcting his behavior a little bit. He keeps
6: him on the straight and narrow. He used to. He used to. All Rest right. in peace.
3: I, I swear to God, this sounds like there's a cat trying to get on our podcast right now. I can hear it faintly <laughs> in the distance. Fortunately, I don't think this microphone is going to pick it up because I hope not. the cat is not allowed on the podcast, as we all know. All right. this is. I just The only note I have is that uh, this guy has the voice of an angel.
14: Who are these podcasts? W-A-T-P. Who are these podcasts? Carl, please fuck me. Whoa. Oh.
3: All right. Well, it's... <laughs> String like that, I kind of have no choice. Voice
6: of an angel was your note.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I haven't listened to these since I recorded them a couple days ago. Or or not recorded them, but uh, downloaded them. And, uh, yeah, it's funny how these are surprising to me, too. I don't remember any of this shit. I don't know know why I grabbed these or what I grabbed. If you like the old theme song, you can hear it on our bonus episodes.
13: Well, wowie's out. are
3: available to the people who support us on Patreon for as low as $5 a month. The price of what would be the equivalent of $5 a month. You know, they always say, like, for a cup of coffee a day. But this is way less than that. What would be $5 a month? You could buy a pool noodle
5: at five below. For the
3: price of a single pool noodle. And I know you're buying a lot of pool noodles. (laughs) Right. Just take one of them out of the cart, and now you can get a bonus episode on Patreon. Brilliant. This is why Jennifer the Jiggles Department pops on. And, uh, <laughs> and runs clean up on WATP.
5: I like to make a contribution every Perfect. now and
3: again. Uh, Alright, here's, I think this is another impression, but again, I'm just looking at my notes.
14: Don't say
3: shit for attention. It's not cute. Don't,
5: Don't say shit for attention. It's not cute.
3: Yeah, that's pretty good. That is good. You couldn't tell which one was which, could you? I couldn't tell the difference. Uh, oh, Jared from Subway called it. Hey Carl,
14: uh, this is Jared from Subway and mm-hmm. this is how I talk. I just listened to your episode on the Roth show and I'd just like to confirm that I'm a toxic individual. Um, I don't have any friends and I actually just kind of sit inside all day. Uh, your show is really the only thing that, uh, has just been helping me through these last few years of my life. So, uh, you know, thanks. Uh, keep doing what you're doing
3: and, uh, you know, um, That fizzled out, too. Sure did. Guys, when you call into the show, I understand you know what you want to say at first, but kind of map out what you're going to say to add end the conversation, too. Yeah. Or just think through it for a second. I mean, you could just say, call me back. Everybody else does. That's a good point. And did we talk about Jared from Subway on the Roth show? Am I drawing a blank on this? I don't remember that. I don't remember. I, I don't know why we would have, but we talk about a lot of things over the course of an episode, so... Yeah. It wasn't all just David Lee Roth. I was talking to my brother yesterday. So my brother's a huge Kiss fan. And he's a big Van Halen fan. And he said that he listened to our Roth episode and decided he's not going to go see Kiss and David Lee Roth based on that episode that we put out. Because now he knows David Lee Roth's personality? No, because of the clips that Croz was playing of Roth. Oh, life, right, where it's live so terrible. The guy is
6: just... I mean... <laughs> I'm not against Grant's argument about that, actually,
10: because that was so
6: bad. Oh, God!
3: Uh, uh. See, for me, I'm a, I love it. <laughs> well, I still love <laughs> <All> right, because... <laughs> but you know I love a train wreck, so... I do love a train wreck myself. I don't know why we're discouraging people from going to see Diamond David Lee Roth just because we played the fact that he sucks that at performing. Great. Why would that discourage you from going? Okay. Last uh, voicemail that I have here. Carl.
14: Hey, I know you have Vic on for that new terrible segment that isn't funny at all. Yep. Hey, um, so I've been trying for, like, weeks now to get her to send me pictures of her feet. Mm -hmm. Okay? Like, I I just want to see them. You know, because I want to jerk off to them. Right. Um, (laughs) And and she won't send them to me. I've tried many, many, many things. Anyway, so the reason I'm calling is because I'm starting a GoFundMe because... I need to fly to Australia so I can start a fire like she said she wanted. <laughs> yes. Uh, so if you'll just donate to that, that would be great, okay? Uh, call me back.
3: I can't think of a more noble cause to start a GoFundMe.
11: Ugh.
3: That's for... <laughs> <laughs> so creepy. It's not good. Um, we, You know what we need to have? I need to have a tier on the Patreon that's the Vix Feet tier. And if Vic could just be a team player on this one, maybe we could share some of the profits together. Oh, she's always a
6: team player. That's what I think. But also, I don't think anyone needs to explain they're going to jack off onto the picture. of <laughs> We all know you're going to. That's the best part. All right. Thanks.
3: Well, thank you for the new jingle. It's nice to see the department is back to work. We The department is extended now. We got Doug White in the department. PJ I is filming it. Even Crows got into the mix this week. My team. Your team is it. doing really good. I think it's the motivation that you give them. I know. Your leadership skills, the way you encourage participation.
13: That's what I do. Who are these oh.
9: the podcast
6: podcast